Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of How to Win Friends and Dismantle Capital. I am here today with my guest, who I will kind of, as a matter of policy, I'll let everybody introduce themselves however they want um, in terms of, you know, being anonymous or if you want to promote work you're doing, any of that's fine. So, um, Mr. Guest, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Fred Matthews. I uh, represent Fred Matthews Art, and I um, uh, I've been an artist for quite some time, <laughs> like about thirty years. You've been an artist for thirty years. Yes, sir. And um, have you always been freelance while you've been doing this? Not always, um, but for the a great large portion of it. A very large portion of it. Okay. Okay. So uh, for most of 30 years, you've been an artist, mostly been freelance. Um, and just let everybody know, um, this is a Chicago-based podcast. Fred, are you from Chicago? Have you ever lived anywhere yes, else? Or? I am born and raised in Chicago. I am. Uh, I grew up in the Chicago Housing Authority projects, which used to be located at 22nd Cermak and uh, State Street, which is was the Harold Icky Home Projects. Uh, I used to work right by there. I used to work at the at, at the Hyatt over there on I King know Drive. Exactly where it is. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's where you grew up. Is are is were those the uh, like the Beehive buildings, or is that something else? Uh, the, I, I I I spent a lot of time in the Beehive buildings. Those are the Harold. Those were the Hillard Homes. Now, oh, the Hillard they, Homes? They've converted those into condominiums now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, so for, for people who don't know, the Chicago Housing Authority was built, I think, in the late 50s or the 60s. It was, um, it, was, it, was, it was built in the 50s in what was called the Black Belt. I don't know if, if, if that's still called the Black Belt down there on the south side. I mean, Not but... Anymore. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's 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 not so much a belt, right? Because they they knock down all of the uh, all housing projects. For, 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 uh, probably, uh, probably about sixty five to seventy percent of the housing projects are gone. Yeah, and that's on the south and the and the west side too, right? Yep. They, yeah, because I think the west side was like the Horner Homes. Was that the west side? Horner and Cabrini. Cabrini's all uh, Cabrini. gone. I don't know about Horner. I don't know how much that is still around or if any is left. Uh, Robert Taylor Stateway, all gone. Icky, Icky's yeah. All gone. Icky's too. So Icky's was kind of on the north uh, north, north end of that, right? Because like 22nd is about the north end of where all that started. It went down to what, like 95th? No, uh, no, only from, you know, it was only a few, uh, about, a, about a mile long. It was really, it was uh, about a half mile, really, wasn't even a mile. It's, it's hard to believe that all of that was there when I go by that area. Uh, oh, you mean Icky's was only a half yeah, mile? Yeah, yeah. Icky's was only like a half, I don't even think it was a half mile. It was from, from 22nd yeah. and State to, 26th and State to, uh, from Federal to State. From, okay, so that's like yeah, that's like a yeah, block wide or yeah, two blocks like, wide. Yeah, it's like yeah, <laughs> this is maybe a, a half a mile square, you know. 
Right, right. So yeah, Ickes itself. So that was north of IIT. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I spent a lot of my time growing up in those areas. I used to, you know, hang out around IIT back in the seventies and eighties. Um, uh, it it was a very unique uh, experience growing up there. You know, people people tend to uh, there at times that you know it's changed now, but there were times when a lot of people looked down on people from the projects, you know, but it was, it served its purpose for my family because we uh, were able to establish the good footing in society and, and move on from there. Um, most of my family had moved out before they tore them down. Like probably 90% of my family was gone before they even tore them down. Mm -hmm. Really? So you had like an extended family over there too then? Is that what you mean? You know, from there. We have actually just had the uh, yearly annual picnic was held yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, but Saturday. Mm -hmm. Really? They still have a neighborhood picnic and everybody get together. There's a lot of prominent people that came from uh, housing projects. You'd be surprised. Yeah. You'd yeah. be surprised. <laughs> yeah. One of, one of the... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember I was in public school in the 90s, you know, and uh, I went to Keller, which is like 108th and Whipple. Then I went to Morgan Park. And I mean, the uh, the Robert Taylor home jokes were like on point. You know, I remember like three or four years of just Robert Taylor home jokes just all the time. And I was a white kid. I, I, I lived in Marquette Park for a little bit. And then I moved to Beverly. And I was like, I don't even know what the fucking... Robert Taylor Holmes are, but I know that that was like running punchline among the black kids. And, you know, like I, I went to public school, so it was like 60% black probably. I'm just like, yeah, that's funny. I have no idea what anybody's talking about, but really, uh, that was a very rough, I mean, all of them were rough back then. Uh, but it was a lot of love and, 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 uh, community there. Um, uh, my personal experience and I've, I've been, I've been to housing projects from here to New York. You know, I've, I've seen a lot, done a lot, and uh, the art has really taken me into realms of all kinds of places. I've had clients that were FBI agents all the way to plumbers, you name it. You meet everybody in art. Every Everybody needs art. Everybody. Right. <laughs> it's very universal. And it's uh, tied me right. a lot it's of, kind of a universal market. resources over the years. I've met a lot of people. You know, I, I'm, I'm self-taught as well. I only took art in high school. Uh, I was an art major at Dunbar Vocational High School. That was it's called Career Academy now, but back then it was Dunbar Vocational. And no, Dunbar is still there. I don't think it's Dunbar's it's gone now, huh? CPS anymore, but it's still there. I was actually a oh, but... art instructor there uh, back in 2016 for after. I, yeah, I worked for After School Matters, and uh, that was one of the uh, locations. Oh, I see. So I got to work at my alma mater. Oh, that's great. Okay, I'm looking up Dunbar. It's at 30th and King. Okay, so they just changed it. So the building's there. They still call it Dunbar, but it's probably outside of CPS now. Oh, no, it looks like it's still in CPS. So, yeah. Uh, and it, it was, like I said, it was a very unique experience. Because art took me into, you know, I, I came from a poor neighborhood, grew up, uh, art, uh, I got discovered as an artist and got published uh, when I was 28, 
And okay. But I had been making money as an artist since I was 17. So I've been okay. I've been published since I was 20, 28, 29 years old. And um, uh, so far I've been published by seven different publishing companies for black art, mostly ethnic, you know, uh, type of art. Um, but now I make my living doing mostly abstracts, uh, pretty much one of a kind originals. Uh, but I still have over 200 images in publication that I reproduce sometimes and print and put out, which, you know, it's costly because I don't really work with the publishers anymore. I uh, solo, you know, so, and a lot of those publishers kind of, they went under when the housing market crashed because that was their biggest, you know, market was, you know, new homes, walls, no, really? no walls. You know? <laughs> That's crazy. So much of our economy is tied to kind of home construction, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Whether through the financial route or just through the physical route of like, yeah, we need a new home. We want to put stuff on our walls. Right, exactly. And, uh, it took about, it took a good uh, six years or so before I felt the effects of it, you know? Uh, oh, yeah? It took, it took a while. Was, I mean, there were, you know, in the art world, uh, there's, you got, two different types of artists you have really really i would say three from i, I break it down to about three you have artists who can produce a art uh painting that you could print reproduce and sell it like records albums a cd whatever mm -hmm. you call it and you have uh artists who can paint one painting and sell it for a hundred thousand fifty thousand you know he never reproduces anything is no, there are no copies mm -hmm. of things one of a kind. So I do both. You know, it's like kind of, kind of oh. if you compared it to music, you, it'd be like a Brian McKnight, somebody who writes and sings, writes songs and sings. You know, okay. It's rare. You know, it's rare that you have someone who writes and sings. Usually you have somebody who writes or they sing, you know? Yeah, right. So, like Babyface, he was a big writer yeah, too, yeah. right? Yeah. And he, he doesn't yes, sing. Yes, he does. He sings. Yeah, he oh, he does? Singer, I believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah oh. he does both. Yeah, it, it, right. it's not, it's not okay, me. so. Uh, you know, uh, I want to mention other guys' name. He's very talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that guy? guy. You know, that guy. You know? <laughs> we all know that guy in Chicago and guy. everywhere. <laughs> you know, uh, like the Bible says, gifts come without repentance. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Mm -hmm. So um, you said that you you started selling art, so you started making money at seventeen. But was it your primary way of making money through like your twenties, or were you doing something else before you got published? Um, <clears throat> I used to cut hair. I went to barber college, never finished because I was already making money as an artist. And, and I got there, and I was sitting in class hungry, but I'd already been feeding myself and making decent money doing art. But, you know, listening to family and listening to other people around me, you know, at that time I had no yeah. real, no, no uh, blueprint to follow. You know, I was extremely talented, but didn't really have a, a guide through do the, because, you know, you know, back then the, the starving artist, uh -huh. uh, 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 what is it, line or the cliche, uh, was very, very strong and very popular amongst most artists. Yeah. I was eating as an artist. I would go door to door, 
uh, doing beauty salons and local businesses and say, can yeah. I do a sign for you or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I started making money that way. I was charged $20, $30 a sign. I would make about uh -huh. $400 a week now. In 1988, that was a lot of money. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? You know, that was still a decent amount of money for a 17, 18 year old kid. Oh, hell yeah. You know, that, that was for me, even, you know, I grew up around a lot of drug dealers and killers and craziness, but it was never an option for me. You know, I came to get on the corner. Very la large family. My grandmother had uh, uh, 16 kids. My mother Whoa. was the oldest girl. And they all by, they, my grandmother was married to my grandfather, and they had 16 children together. And they both worked. My wow. grandmother was a librarian. <laughs> my grandmother was a librarian, and my grandfather worked for Ford. Uh, uh, was it Ford Motor Company? Okay. Oh yeah, the Ford plant on like far south side. Yeah. Well, no, he he actually they separated. He moved to Detroit. Oh okay. And he started working there, but he still took care of the family. But they, they were they never got divorced. They died. Yeah. They died married. <laughs> and my grandfather, really? he put her, uh, when she got older, he put her up in a, uh, 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 I want to say old folks home, but uh, the, the, uh, a, a home for seniors. And, mm -hmm. and uh, he took care of her uh, up until he passed away. You know, they, they passed about two years apart. Oh, man. But they had a lot of kids and there was a lot of love in my family. Uh, they had 10 boys, you know six girls and never uh i probably remember maybe one and maybe two of my uncles going to jail for non-violent offenses out of i mean i'm talking about one yeah. time <laughs> and i got 10 on like a couple of months <laughs> right yeah so yeah. They, they, yeah they you know we had a lot of love in my family we grew up you know not really we didn't have a really uh, a, a bad nature so to speak um and uh it was a very, like I said, it's a very uh, unique experience compared to a lot of people I've seen. You know, that consistency, you know, here and there. There was a lot of turbulence in my. You're saying that you didn't have that turbulence compared to most people around you? Well, I, I didn't have the term, turbulence of not being a two parent household. I was raised, right. I was raised by my stepfather. Uh, <clears throat> my mother uh, was married to my stepfather almost. Well, as long as I've been on this earth, so about, <laughs> about 41 years. So um, they uh, raised me, you know, pretty well. You know, my mother passed away last year, and that was that I'm was, sorry. That was tough, you know. Uh, we were very yeah. close. I was, I was, uh, I was telling people I was my mom's gift from God. I, I have a painting that I did that was a tribute to my mother's father, gift from God. And um, oh, I was man. born on my mother's birthday. We shared this. Oh, you were? Yeah. And tell y'all how, how ironic, how, how ironic this is now. What's the chances of this happening? I never knew. I didn't meet my biological father until I was thirty-three years old. Okay, so I was thirty-three years okay. old without meeting my biological father. Uh, my my grandmother, his mother, birthday is the same day as my mother and my birthday. Wait, what? Yeah, my grand. I found out my grandmother on my father's side. Your father's mother, yeah. Birthday is the same day. <laughs> As you and your mother. Yep. November twenty second. So 
when JF that's the day JFK got shot, isn't it? Yeah. I wasn't born yet, but yeah. Yeah, that was a couple years before you. Yeah. So Wow, that's crazy. I uh I have the same birthday as my youngest sister. I have three sisters and we're eight years apart and we have the same oh, birthday. Wow. But that's about that's about as close as I got <laughs> to that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that now that you know, it's three hundred and sixty five days in a year. What's the chances of that happening? That's that's really- Well yeah, my, my parents got four kids. Three of them were born in July, late July, uh, and then one was born in October. So they certainly had a pattern, right. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Forever, how how they wanted to get down, but uh. uh so yeah, uh, art, you know, has been my my thing. You know, uh, I ended up, like I said, uh, I ended up working. I, I dropped out of barber college. That was my first hustle, and I uh, ended up. You know, I went in the army for a while. You know, I got discharged. I got injured. Oh, okay. Out. Uh, I got injured during during. Uh, well, actually, I was injured before I went in. They still let me through, and you know, they gave me a hard time getting out because I was still maxing out my PT scores. And I was like, hey, I'm I'm in pain doing all of this, but uh, you know, doesn't mean I'm not hurting. You know, but uh, they gave me a hard time. Yeah, playing through the pain. A hard time looking at my PT scores. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't want to be injured uh, for yeah, life, I, you know. I just wasn't a quitter, you know. So just ended up going to the doctor one day, and it was a civilian doctor. She said, "You want to go home? Your, your neck is pretty messed up." I said, "I said, yeah." I was at that point. I was tired. I was just ready to go. Yeah, man, you don't want to mess around with a neck injury anyway. I mean, especially in the neck, you know. Cortisone shots in my neck, uh, and you know my spine. Oh yeah. Of my neck, in the back, and I refused it. And he tried to court martial me, tried to write me up because I refused. Yeah. <laughs> really? That's some hard because my, my my dad was a paramedic and he slipped a disc and he's been getting cortisone shots in his neck. Just like that for years, yeah. and it's fucking terrible. You, you know, it's like a every two weeks. Of, um, uh, it's what? Sorry, I I didn't catch it. And I said no. And I said no. Whoa! That's crazy. Yeah, because my my dad gets it maybe twice a year, and it's still just it's terrible. You know, so they were like asking you to like permanently screw yourself up, huh? He pulled his big hypothermic needle <laughs> and was like, turn around and point to the spot. I was like, no, 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 no. And he's, are you, you know, disobeying the direct order? I said, yep. <laughs> yes, sir. I said, yep. <laughs> it, was, it was a warrant officer, doctor, <laughs> surgeon, doctor, whatever, neurologist, whatever. And then I was like, no. And they, they wrote me up and everything. Yes, sir. Right yes, I am. You know? uh, so that, you know, that came home. <laughs> That's right. I remember being on the bus, going back to barracks from one of the guys. It just blurted out of me. Some of you an artist. I didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't know where it came from. I just said it. <laughs> and uh, okay. I said, a guy asked me, what was I going to do now? And I said, I'm going to be an artist. Basically, the warrant officer said, you know, you got to let me stick you. You said no, and then they they, they basically tried to court martial you. It didn't work, and you got out. He accused me of disobeying the you know dis- disobeying the direct order, 
you know, and wrote me up. Uh, I didn't get court-martialed up, but I got rolled up, uh, uh, what they call it, you know, it's called a court-martial paper or something like that. But uh, I can't remember the exact details of it, but that was the gist of it all. Really? So then this, so you started doing art, selling your art, then you went into Barber College, you you know, you didn't finish that, went, went into the army and then went back to your art, yeah, basically. Exactly. I've always ended up back at my art. I've had numerous jobs before I got published, you know, uh-huh. because then once I got published, I st- you know, I, I wasn't when I first got published, uh, the first company, I was making like $500 a painting. And because I was one of the few artists in fine art using an airbrush, I could paint, I would paint a picture every day literally finish a whole picture. So they, and then they pay me $500 per painting. So I would take, you know, four or five paintings in a week, you know? Yeah. So I, I was, Whoa. I was making, you know, uh, pretty good money sometimes to the 2000 to $2,500 a week. Yeah. That's, was, that's uh, real good 20, money. I say about 28, 20, 28, around. But you know, I had been at it since I was 17. And, you know, a guy that's in black art already discovered me and that was the rest was history. And so the second company that came and came to me, they paid me $800. The third company paid me $3,000 a pain. <laughs> yeah, as my popularity wow. grew. So the, the price per painting kept going up and up. And you said that so some some guy within the black yeah. art community found you, you, found your work basically, and that is what allowed is this kind of Dean. price He's to go up. Artist. He's not as nationally known, uh, but he has a lot of art prints out there that are all over the country. But he does, he didn't do a lot of traveling mm-hmm. to different states doing doing festivals. He he published himself, so he grew locally very fast. He's very known. He's known all over from his prints, but as far as mm-hmm. uh, international, I got published by, like like I said, about six different companies, not including myself. Um, and they had a very wide distribution, which made my work popular very fast. And the demand for my work in the early ni- uh, mid-90s, not early 90s, the, the late to uh, mid-90s into the early 2000s, my work kind of blew up, you know, my art prints were, you know, I became, I became almost a household name in our black, black community. You know, you can Google um, mm-hmm. most of my art prints. Uh, you won't see much of my uh, one of a kind original stuff that is kind of exclusive to galleries and, um, and uh, collectors that I deal with directly. Uh, <clears throat> but the, what you would, if you Google artist Fred Matthews, I'll, I'll be, I'm usually the first one that'll pop up and you'll go to Google images. You'll see, uh, just hit images and like 90% of that is mine. Uh, I'm looking right now. Okay. So do you, do you think that this, I mean, was, I'm just trying to remember back to my, I was a teenager in the nineties, but was there, I remember there being somewhat of a like Afro revival, if that's the way you want to put it. Is was was that the timing like uh, around the '90s when kind of like Afrocentric art? Well, 
you know what if they call it it was a second it was a second renaissance it was a renaissance is okay what called it. It was the renaissance of black art as a, a which is a and they're saying i recently read a uh, article uh uh that were online that was uh done by wall street mm -hmm. Journal. and it said the investment to make right now is in black art really yeah, and that was a big thing about it. I meant to save it, but I need to go back and find it. But um, yeah, so uh, like I said, most of what's uh, there on, on the Google Images is my art print stuff. You know, there's a couple of pictures of myself on there too. Okay. Yeah, I'm having a look right now. Yeah, this is good stuff. I, you know, I feel like I've definitely seen some of this stuff too. Um, or maybe it's just, <laughs> uh, it's not, it, it's not far fetched. It's, it's, I've, I, a gift from God. If you see that painting. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I see that okay, a gift from God. I've, I sold over 30,000 units of that probably. Really? <laughs> somewhere up in there, maybe more than that. I, I lost count somewhere, <laughs> but wow. I, that I, is I, and a number of times I reprinted it. Right. And was this the self, was this part of your self-published work? Yeah, uh, quite a bit of it, you know, quite a bit of it. Okay. Um, but um, majority of it is uh, through the publishing companies I work with. And those, and you're saying that most of those publishing companies are gone now? Yeah. Or? Yeah, most of them are gone. Like, yeah, most of them are gone. Were they... Um, kind of like black art publishing or were they just general? There was a company called Ethnic Expressions. Who I mm -hmm. did a lot of business with. I got, they get, I, I did royalties with them. Uh, they're gone. Uh, there was another one called, um, black, it was one called Priceless Black Images. They're gone. Um, and these were big, big, major, major players in the black art community. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're just so. Would you say has anything taken their place? Like, were 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 these kind of like avenues for black artists to get their art out there that have been you know kind of shut down, or have people moved to kind of your model? Uh, well, there aren't there aren't that many of us. It's a very oh, okay. It's, less, it's like literally a little less than a hundred of us in the, in the that supply the whole world with African American art, and really to be. As far and then they're all out of that maybe that hundred. There's only like probably twenty top, you know, good sellers that you know consistently, mm -hmm. you know, whenever you know like put out something and it just goes. It's a very small community. I knew everybody who was somebody in black art. I knew them pretty much. It's a very really? small uh, group. Very small. That is uh, so. This goes back to. Well, there are artists everywhere. There's a ton of artists. Yeah. When it comes to this and the uh, publishing of it and putting it out, it's it's very very little. <laughs> yeah. There's just so yeah the uh, the the thing that I was thinking about when you mentioned um, you didn't have a lot of role models basically for your vocation, which was art, right? Like mm -hmm. back in the '80s. Mm -hmm. And then it didn't, when did you get into contact with um, King, Melvin King? Is that his name? Yeah, Melvin. I met Melvin, I think it was uh, 1996. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, 
he showed me some art prints that were out. And he said, you know, you think you could do something like this? And we said, I don't know. I got to try. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I went home. I, I, I painted a little girl sitting on a potty. <laughs> and then, That's cute. And he, that was what he asked me to paint. So I came and I showed it to him. There you go. Yeah. He, he started. He's like, hey, okay. He gave me 800 bucks. And uh, Damn. I signed the contract. And, hey, I wasn't going to turn it down. People were like, that's all you're getting out of it? And this and that. I said, well, uh, at the end of the day, you know, if they feel like they're taking advantage of me, they're really working for me because they're going to make me famous. Yeah. And they did. It was just up to me to keep my work consistent and kept developing and building. So I study. I'm uh, what you call an autodidact. Self-taught? <laughs> Self-taught, yeah. So they... Um, I, I would always get around people and ask questions. And, you know, most of my colleagues, you know, that had formal training, mm-hmm. I would always, you know, ask a lot of questions. You know, how do you do this? How did you do that? How did you? And then I took, took what I, I naturally developed and applied it to it. So I used some formal, very little formal things in my creating of my work, mm-hmm. like, you know, doing washes or, you know, if it's oil paint glazing, uh, or, or different uh, hot, cold, cool things that I would have learned in going to school to be an artist mm-hmm. that I didn't learn. You know, I, I didn't even learn that in high school. You know, some of the things that I've learned mm-hmm. since then. You know, and I and what's funny is I was in the uh, the uh, they have a competition at the the Museum of Science and Industry every year, mm-hmm. and I was I was in it a couple of years ago, and uh, I was walking around there and I looking. And I see, I see my art instructor from high school. I see his name on one of the pieces. I was like, man, I, said, I really like that piece. And I looked down at the name. It's his name. Wow. I'm like, wow. you know, that name sounds familiar. And then, you know, so I like, oh, that's that's your art instructor from high school. Silly. So he shows up at the main event uh, that they were having for the to announce the winner. I didn't, I didn't win that year, oh. but they announced the winner, and we were there. So we, we spoke. He's like. He said, man, who, where did you learn all of this stuff? Because I didn't teach you that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so we, we're good buddies. It's, it's just funny. And, and I'm telling you what's ironic, what's ironic is my high school art instructor grew up in the Harold Icky Home Projects in the same building that I used to live in. Really? <laughs> yeah. So he was a product of Harold Icky Homes. He grew up, he, and he became an artist. He, and he, was, he, was, a, he, was, the, he was the art instructor at uh, for our commercial art at Dunbar in in the seventies uh, and eighties. Damn, that's a very similar path there. So that I mean, that's that speaks to kind of like you know the the value of these public housing units that are so demonized in Chicago is that yeah, yeah you probably had a lot of accomplished people that have gone through them. Oh yeah, I could name a lot of people, man. That were, yeah, uh, from from the community. Uh, one of the most famous people from there is a man by the name of. Uh, Ruben Cannon. You ever heard of him? Ruben Cannon? No. Ruben Cannon was in, is very instrumental in the creation of Married with Children. Um, uh, <laughs> a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, let me see. He's uh, he's a casting director, and he has okay hundreds of movies to his name, like huh, movies and TV oh, shows. I'm- 
he, he so he, he picks he picks Cass. Okay. I'm looking at his I am Yeah, I'm seeing he worked with Tyler Perry oh, yeah, a lot. Tyler Perry. <laughs> yeah, most recent. Yeah, that's probably like his most recent. Okay. Uh, yeah, Ruben is uh, one of the most famous people to come out of there. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Mr. T. And he came out of Icky specifically uh, at 22nd and State. Mm -hmm. Florence from the Jefferson. Did he really? Came from the Robert Taylor's too, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, do you know what's 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 happened to the project since? Like, what's happened to the people who live there? I mean, I there's quite a few people still in that area. Uh, that um, everywhere, uh, that, right? Yeah. Guess, you know, uh, Section Eight or something mm -hmm. like that. But uh, there are, um, like I said, I've been gone since '85. So. I, yeah. 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 I moved. I moved out of that '85, and I didn't really. I'm not probably hung around there. Oh, area, since so since '85, two or three more years. Okay. And I just I didn't really hang around there that much. You know, like my my parent, my mom got to work a job at the um, post office, and my dad, you know, yeah, was working. So they saved the money, bought a home, and we moved away. <laughs> Where'd they move to? Uh, far south side, 100. I decided to cut the episode here because after this, we just start talking about his experience in the South versus in the Midwest, which is kind of a little bit off the topic. So I'm going to make that kind of its own smaller episode. I decided to make this a very short episode because the last one was a very long episode. So I'll be posting that one in a couple of days. Just wanted to get this one out there. So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.